Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello everyone, DSO here from dadstartingover.com. And before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way. Number one, I sell books. You can find my books at dadstartingover.com slash books. The books include my bestseller, The Dead Bedroom Fix. My second book is called Now What? A Guide for Men Starting Over in Life After Infidelity, Breakup, and Divorce. And my third and final book is called Red Flags. You can buy these all directly from my website and download directly from my website, or you can go to any of the major retailers. Second piece of business is that I have a members-only part of my website called the DSO Fraternity. With the DSO Fraternity, you have access to all of my books in PDF and audio format. You also get access to members-only articles and audio, and you're free to discuss those articles with fellow members on the website. And we also have DSO Fraternity live meetings via Zoom. In these live meetings, you're free to share your story and listen to advice from others. And on occasion, we will have a special guest, such as author Dr. Robert Glover of No More Mr. Nice Guy. So please check out the DSO Fraternity at dadstartingover.com join. Thank you so much, and on to the episode. When I was a middle-class kid growing up in rural Indiana, there was one word that was uttered by every single adult. Every teacher said it. Every parent said it. Grandparents said it. All the older kids said it. It was as pervasive as some of the other basic tenets of kid life, like wash your hands before supper, or don't eat yellow snow. That word? College. College was seen as a very necessary and understood next step in our development as young people. Why are we in high school? College. Why do we need good grades? College. Why do some of us want to get straight A's and get involved in a bunch of extracurricular activities? We want to get to a fancy college. What does popular culture like movies and TV shows like to show young people? The fun and party atmosphere of college. What do adults ask their colleagues? Where did you go to school? In my little world, college was a given. Where are you going to college? There was no question of if I was going. I was of moderate intelligence and my grades were okay, so obviously I was going to college. Duh. And go I did. I bought the message completely. I was going to college. Everybody else did it, so why not me? I ended up at the relatively low-cost Indiana State University. 
I can safely say, looking back on my classmates and where they ended up in life, probably half of them shouldn't have been there. Not because they were all stupid and didn't have the intellectual capacity to be a college student, although that did apply to some of them, but mostly because they were there for four years or more and then left there not using a damn thing that they, quote, learned while in school. How many history majors ended up selling insurance for a living? How many English literature majors ended up managing a car dealership back in their hometown? How many art majors ended up as baristas at a coffee shop and later a stay-at-home mom? It could be argued that those people would have been much better off saving the tens of thousands of dollars of student loan debt and instead hit the ground running getting real-world job experience right out of high school, maybe attending some seminars or training, learning some real-world skills, or even traveling extensively to see the world. Right now, we're seeing a very gradual but very real shift away from the you-must-go-to-college culture for our high school students. People are finally waking up. You can't put a kid into six-figure debt and then give him a $30,000 job, if he's lucky, and tell him that he made a good decision. You can't replicate that scenario thousands and thousands of times and not expect these kids to start talking. Hey, do you think maybe this college thing is kind of a sham? Yep, for most of you, it was. There will always be a need for higher education. Certain professions dictate it. I kind of hope that the surgeon cutting into me had extensive post-high school education. I would hope that the attorney representing me in court didn't stop his learning in the 12th grade. I would hope that my pharmacist didn't just stop with basic high school chemistry. But certain intellectual types thrive in the university setting. They do their undergrad, their graduate and PhD courses, they write books, they teach. The world of academia was made for them. They are a fish in water. They don't care about football, frat parties and such. They are in school to learn. The institution of marriage is much like college. For most of us, it was a given. It's just what you do. Half of you shouldn't even think about jumping into the marriage pond, but you do it anyway. I always wanted a wife and kids. This is the relationship version of, I always wanted to live in a dorm and go to parties. You see the positive side that popular culture pushes at you. You don't see how it can all go wrong. Amy the artist dreamed of making ornate pottery her whole life, not lattes with almond milk and caramel for bratty teens at Starbucks. Harry the husband dreamed of raising a family and eventually having grandkids while enjoying life with a loving wife, not seeing his kids every other weekend while dealing with a borderline ex-wife who seems hell-bent on making sure he knows about all of the new guys that are banging her. For many of the young adults that leave college and complain that there are no job prospects out there that match their degree, I'd just say, yeah, it was probably a mistake for you to go to college. It's not for everyone. If you went with the intent of getting skills that land you a job, that area of study was not the right one. You should have stayed home and watched YouTube videos or gone to the library instead if you want to learn more on that subject. For many guys who tell me of their marriage problems, I say, yeah, you probably shouldn't have married your wife. She has a long history of problems, and frankly, so do you. You probably would have been better off staying in the dating phase or working on yourself for the past 10 years instead. As far as I can tell, the cultural push to marry and have kids above all else is still very pervasive. Yes, there is a bit of an online cult of men, MGTOW guys for example, who try to tell everyone around them that women are bad news and all men should stay away from them, but they're in the minority. Men are still very much sold on the concept of marriage and family, and it starts at a young age. I can't tell you how many guys have told me the most awful horror stories about their wife's upbringing. There is so much awful abuse and neglect out there in the world. 
Many of these men I talked to had zero romantic experience prior to meeting their very broken wives. Yes, they saw the red flags. Yes, several people close to him warned him and told him to run away. Yet, he pressed on. He married and had kids with her. Why? Because, quote, that's just what every man does. I fell in love. Next step was to marry and have kids. Like college, marriage can be a great place to flourish and grow as a man. If you are a good match for it. If you have the skills and the personality for it, it can be a real springboard to bigger and better things in life. Marriage can provide men the companionship, the structure, and motivation that they crave, if done right. When done wrong, like college, it can just drain you and leave you looking around and wondering, how did I get here? What was I thinking? I remember I signed up for college with undecided as my major. I had several different avenues I was interested in, but nothing I was really passionate about or eager to jump into. I think that is pretty similar to my first marriage, too. It's nothing I was too passionate about, but I just did it. I'll figure it out as I go. With college, I ended up in the School of Business with a major in Management Information Systems, which was Computers and Business. Why did I choose that field of study? Well, I liked computers, and I liked technology, and I was sold on the idea by the staff who showed us that people graduating from the program had immediate job offers from some pretty large companies. In hindsight, that was pretty astute of me. What major do I want to pursue? Hmm... Who are the companies hiring? With my first marriage, I never had such an epiphany. I was perpetually at that undecided status. I just went with the flow. Wife, we're going to have children. Me, yes, kids, sounds good. Wife, I'm going to continue to further my career even though we never see each other and we're obviously growing apart. Me, okay, career, sounds great. Wife, I want to further spend time away from you and the kids and devote myself to working out. Me. Working out. Cool. Have fun. It was passivity to the umpteenth degree. I was going with the flow because that's what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to be this passive observer of this much greater entity called marriage and family life. I was to keep my nose down and work hard to try and provide for my family. A question as simple as basic as, wait, where am I going with this, was never even considered. I was very much like the student caught up in completing his pointless humanities degree in college. There was no end game in mind, no mission, pointless meandering. This is what being in the wrong environment is like. You're just an aimless man. Many of you out there who email me are in the wrong environment. You bought into the concept of marriage and family without stopping to think about it and see if it's the right thing for you at that time. To quote Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park, you were so preoccupied with whether or not you could that you didn't stop to think if you should. To compound the issue, many of you get a very rude wake-up call when your marriage suddenly ends. Usually it's the wife to pull the trigger via an affair or a push to divorce. Well, what do you do? You don't take the time to stop and ponder. You don't analyze. You ditch the opportunity for introspection. And instead, you try to find a replacement wife immediately. Because you're conditioned. It's okay to remain single for a while. It's perfectly okay to date several women and enjoy their company. It's okay to be physical with women outside of marriage. It's okay to stall marriage or forego marriage completely. Be honest with yourself. What is it that you want? Why do you want it? And how are you going to get there? Don't just stop at the passive way of thinking about what everyone else says you're supposed to do. It's your life, not theirs. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. 
you probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.